Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Growing Social Now. This is your host, Barbara Rosconi, and this podcast is produced for you by Corey West Media. Today, I'm really excited to welcome Elena Catan, and she and I have been crossing paths at Charlotte Social Media Marketing Circles. I'll see her on the stage or we'll be sitting in the audience. And I happened to sit next to her at an event a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, wow, it'd be so fun to have her on the podcast because it's really been exciting for me, Elena, to watch your career progression. Uh, it's only been a couple of years, but wow, <laughs> you have taken off and flown. So um, Elena is the community marketing manager at Bloomreach, and she's also the host of another podcast called Commerce Experience. So welcome, Elena. How are you today? Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. It's great to see you again. I know we've been crossing paths, so it's about time. Yeah. So why don't you bring us up to date and tell us where you are right now? I want to know exactly what's going on with you. I know it's so exciting. Yeah. So I currently work for a SaaS technology company called Bloomreach, like you mentioned. I manage mm -hmm. our customer community, which includes just finding fun ways to engage with our power users and people who buy our tool and giving them an opportunity to share ideas and share spaces with other people who kind of get it. So community has been my mission for the last year. Um, but in addition to that, like I have almost 10 years of marketing experience. Mm -hmm. So I've been able to kind of use my experience that I had working locally at Ortho Carolina for four and a half years and kind of brought that expertise over into the tech world. And it's been great ever since. And obviously things are, um, I'm getting to expand my repertoire, if you will, um, in terms of like what I'm good at, what I like to do. And it's a constant journey, but it's, it's going really well. So I'm excited. That's great. And for those of you who are not in North Carolina, the week we moved in to Charlotte, our neighbor recommended that if we ever needed any kind of orthopedic care, we needed to go to Ortho Carolina. There you go. Like, okay, well, you know, that's uh, welcome to the neighborhood. And then I was astounded at the amount of marketing you all did. It's so impressive. Everywhere I look, there was Ortho Carolina sponsoring this, doing that. So it seemed like they really were, it, they got you in great shape to make a transition. And I love Bloomreach's company's mission. It's, it's to drive magical and measurable digital experiences. So can you tell us a little bit about like what kind of magic do you use to make me measurable digital experiences? What's working today? Yeah. And, and speaking of, I, I think I learned a lot from my experience locally here um, in Charlotte regionally. I worked with Blair Permis. So if you're in the yeah, marketing space, you probably know Blair. Yeah. <laughs> um, he taught me everything I needed to know. And so, yeah, it set me up perfectly to kind of transition and just take my talents um, to a different industry. So Currently, we work with e-commerce brands who are selling anything online, essentially, but we're a uh, marketing technology platform that basically captures data and gives folks personalized experiences for their customers. So say you buy something on Abercrombie.com and basically mm -hmm. it captures all the data. Where did you come in from? Um, did you come in from like a sale email or uh, an influencer? And it kind of captures your customer data. And helps mm -hmm. basically using AI to kind of like spit out really personalized marketing messages. So that could be emails, text messages, um, so many other things. But the tool is like super intricate. So we work with a lot of e-commerce managers. Um, and we have two two different products. I won't get into too much detail. But um, a lot of e-commerce managers, a lot of merchandisers would use our tool to kind of better market and give the consumer, which is everybody a better experience when shopping with them. So 
I love to think about my role as like kind of empowering people to think about different ways that they can use the technology or the tool. How do they use AI to be better and create better experiences for their customers? So I've kind of found a little space and obviously creating community is such a hot buzz word. It's like such a a big thing right now. Um, But after the pandemic, I think we're all just kind of craving like, you know, a sense of community camaraderie with people who actually get it and who use the tools that we use and who are trying to think about being productive like we are. So that's where I've been kind of able to leverage like my marketing chops with my energy and my passion and just kind Mm -hmm. of like cultivate like a really fun space to be. So that way we're engaging with them and they're advocating for us in spaces where it makes sense. Right. And and it's just, you know, marketing is so perplexing. So you mentioned two words, super intricate, which is, you know, that's what marketers are looking for right now. And I know on your site, you have a download with how to use AI in marketing. And I don't I don't know that there's any way we're ever going to get away from AI. In fact, it's becoming more and more part of our lives, which is exciting because it is making life more interesting and better for marketers. So how, I didn't get to read the whole report, but could you give us a few highlights on how Bloomreach uses AI and how marketers might be able to take those examples and use them themselves? Yeah, so AI is kind of baked into like all of our technology. It's been around for years and years. Mm -hmm. It just recently started to become more accessible for the average user. So obviously if you don't have the Bloomreach tool, you're probably not thinking about how, how I can use Bloomreach AI because- it's it's extensive. We work with like massive enterprise businesses. So obviously, if you're working for an e-commerce brand, you kind of understand mm-hmm. like all of the tools that you might need um, with operating with thousands and hundreds of thousands of SKUs. So on a smaller scale, though, in terms of like marketing and using AI, like I've actually t- um, taken up teaching, which is so random. But as someone who's always trying to optimize my workflows, and work smarter, not harder. I kind of like developed a little like intro to AI class for marketers with Skillpop. Mm -hmm. And so I love like sharing just different ideas and ways that you can leverage the tools that are available to you and using it as like an assistant or someone that can help you. uh, I always say like outsource things that you either either don't want to do, don't have the expertise to do, or kind of want to learn more about, and it can spit out just so many options that it's almost like unbelievable. So I don't think AI is going away anytime soon, but I'm always thinking about how can I empower people to like figure out how to use it better and utilize the tools for different needs and kind of think through like, okay, what it is, what is it that I need help with and how can I leverage the tools available to make, you know, make it work. So I, I think that answers your question. But in terms of like the Bloom Rage tool specifically, it's just so impactful the way marketers are able to kind mm-hmm. of put in all of this data and like kind of speak to a personal, a person um, mm-hmm. so personalized to where like you were looking at that pair of pants and now you just got an email with that pair of pants on sale for 20% off because we're tracking <laughs> what, what it is that you want to buy. When do you typically buy? Um, maybe we might give you recommendations at the end where you're like, okay, maybe you should match this pair of pants with that shirt. And I mean, it's kind of creepy if you think about it, but like, I think the data shows that like we're able to, like, we want personalized experiences. Like, we want to shop from people and brands that get us. So I think AI is making that a lot easier for marketers. Yeah, absolutely. And the personalization is so important. It really is. Totally. So, how do you take that? And, you know, I know people are really, um, you know, they're really 
in love with their brands. And I love doing branding workshops and asking everyone, you know, like, why, what kind of coffee you're drinking this morning? How did you choose it? Because there's so much loyalty. And part of that is the community that's around the brand. So how do you develop that community, sustain it without it feeling like, oh, they're sending me another email. They want my money. How do you make it feel like it's it empowers a person or it becomes more relatable to them? Yeah, I think that this could go for really any brand looking to build a community, but like find the people who already advocate for you in different spaces mm -hmm. or who have left you reviews or people that have um, spoken in, you know, at an event about you or even posted mm -hmm. about you on social media. Kind of starting with your super fans is always a great place to go just because mm -hmm. they're not even being prompted to talk about you, but yet they felt compelled to leave you a comment or talk about their experience with your brand. So with us, we had 2,000 people in our Slack group or Slack community that had been untouched. Like they were, weren't really being nurtured. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we do a lot of customer marketing specifically to customers for like cross-sell and upsell. Like, hey, you bought this product. Maybe you could buy another mm -hmm. product. But there were a group of people that were just kind of sitting there, like kind of figuring things out on their own. And I saw an opportunity. I'm like, this community should be engaged with more. So mm -hmm. my team was like, take it. Let's run with it. And from there, we were able to kind of like do some research and kind of understand, like, what do you want to see from us as a brand and kind of have it be an open conversation and make it feel like a really comfortable place for them to share their thoughts, mm -hmm. opinions. And like I said, people are cre like craving that connection. So how can I find opportunities for them to A, connect with each other, learn more about what we're doing? So they're probably in the community because they want to hear about your product updates or they want to hear about your new features or whatever the case might be. So give them that. I mean, it, it's kind of like give them benefits to engaging with you in that community space. Um, and then also I created an ambassador program. So it was a great way to kind of like identify power users who were mm -hmm. excellent within the tool. They were the champions that um, use it every day. And I'm like, how can we get your experience on big stages? How can I help you develop your personal brand as an expert using our tool? And how can I put you in spaces where you look like the expert? You're a thought leader. Um, and I find that, that that's like really important for people because when you get validated externally for your work, uh, your internal team starts to see that and you're like, they're like, oh, you're actually really good. And your value immediately goes up because of perception. Right. So I've been kind of helping cultivate that within the community. And I think if you're any brand looking to build a community, that's really important for people. Yeah, that is really important. And uh, you and I were talking about developing your own personal brand. And a lot of people just don't really appreciate the value that they have or what, how it could pay off. So could you tell us a little bit about how you develop your own personal brand and how that worked out for you and continues to work out for you? Yeah, I'm actually really trying to lean into this more because I am a person that my feeds are very curated. I show you what I want you to see. And I think lately in 2024, we're going to see a big shift. And I think people have to kind of get out of their own way. Um, I think I've been able to develop a personal brand due to my role very regionally, like at Ortho Carolina, we were investing in so many community, community initiatives. And I was working with someone who has an extremely great, um, personal brand that I was kind of associated with him. So every meeting we walked into, you kind of get this recognition, but like I was there for four and a half years and I took a lot of meetings and I, it took a lot of time to kind of develop those relationships with media outlets or creative um, nonprofits mm -hmm. or just mm -hmm. different individuals. So I say 
Uh, it's it doesn't happen overnight. I think what's contributed to my success is a saying yes to every meeting, which was Blair's number one rule is like network, like actually build genuine relationships with people is like first step. Um, And then the biggest piece is like telling stories about what you're up to, being Mm -hmm. able to take what it is that you're working on and talk about it out openly. And I think sometimes I'm so nervous, like, what are people going to think? Or like, how Mm -hmm. am I going to be perceived? And I think at the end of the day, like, I have to let that go. Right. Like my commitment to myself to where I can like just start actually creating stuff and like putting out what I want to put out and showcasing my personality, my expertise, because Mm -hmm. the more I do it, the more rewarded I am. So like, why would I not keep doing that? So I'm always encouraging people to do that because it generates so much growth over the years from what I'm seeing. Right. I think, didn't you do a post talking about how you should really promote what you're doing? I think you did. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, you know, people are just so uh, afraid to promote themselves. They'll think that other people are just like, oh, look at them bragging again. But, you know, if you don't tell no. people, no one will know. Exactly. You know? And I keep that. I have to remind myself of that because even that's it's something important. I struggle with. Um, yeah. But taking the time after each event mm-hmm. that I go and do, whether it was like a personal fun thing or if it was like something that I can contribute to. Mm-hmm my career, like I take the time afterwards to think about like, how am I going to package this up in a way that like makes sense? And I do it. I kind of convince myself that I'm doing it for me to where Mm -hmm. I can go back and look at all the cool stuff that I've done. And when I'm in a a place where I'm feeling maybe low or defeated or just kind of like, oh, nothing's going right right now, I can go back and I'm like, oh my God, no, look at this cool thing that you did and you posted about. I'll spend time like just reliving those moments. So to me, it's worth it uh, twofold to to kind of keep as a keepsake for yourself and your memories and to remind yourself that you are that girl or guy, um, but also great for exposure because, yeah, like you said, no one's going to know until you tell them. <laughs> exactly. And I don't think your family will care. I don't know about your family, Elena, but you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, so what? So you need to have your fans out there, which is exactly really I had. Um, it was funny. I had someone come up to me at the bar the other day. And they were like, I've been loving your videos lately. Like, keep it up. I feel like you do a really good job. And I, you just don't know who's watching. And I think I have a great story. And this just kind of summarizes like how I've been able to kind of progress in my two years at Bloomreach. But I started doing content creation on the side just for fun. And I got asked to do like a event coverage recap for a nonprofit locally. And I posted about it and I kind of did the behind the scenes, like come with Mm -hmm. me to shoot some Mm -hmm. content. And I kind of used that as an opportunity to market myself. Like, Hey, I also do this on the side. And my CMO saw that. And I'm not saying that's the only thing that contributed to my opportunity to take over as the podcast host. But I think once she saw that I was willing to put myself out there on video and that like, Mm -hmm. I'm working on all these cool things and I'm a marketer at heart and I embody like a curious energy. I would be a great podcast host to kind of like take us in a new direction with what she had in mind for the brand. So it's smart for companies to leverage talent within your employee base and people who are willing to put themselves out there because it the value is off the charts right now. Well, it is. It, it really is. And if you can find a company that will let you have the mic, so to speak, then it works out great for everybody. So how do you like being a podcaster? How's that working out? It's been fun. I 
This is my, um, I've been on as guests before. Mm -hmm. um, so I've had experience there, but interviewing people and then also making sure that what we're talking about aligns with what the company wants to be talking yeah. about from a, a branding play. <laughs> um, it is a little bit of a challenge okay. because there's got to be a lot of, of approval processes mm -hmm. and making sure that we have the right guests and making sure right. that we tell the story that yeah. aligns with what we're pushing out to the world. So it's a little different than being a podcast host and talking about whatever I want to talk about. <laughs> um, I got to stay, I got to color within the lines a little bit, but like it's been a really fun challenge to like figure out how I can be creative mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. almost like have that freedom within the framework to just make the show a little bit more fun and a little bit better, I would say. Um, no shade to the, what it was before, but like, I think we're just evolving as a brand and it made sense. Um, so it's been really fun and getting to talk to guests. I recorded my first in-person podcast in New York City last week. Oh, fun. Wow. Which was really cool. Um, but I'm usually like looking at my notes. I have questions and I have, yeah. you know, it's all virtual. So like being in person, I had to like be on my game. So it was a lot. Yeah, it can be a lot. And, and you're right, you know, just staying on script. Even if you go off script, it's okay, but you have to you have to have a purpose. So with that in mind, what is one new thing that you want our audience to associate with you and Bloomreach after this interview? Yeah, I I think what's really important to me is that I'm I'm leaning into what I want to be known for. So I I used to think that like you couldn't really do it all. It's like you have one job. And I when I was working at my old role, I was so wrapped up in my identity with that specific company that like mm -hmm. when I got out of it or left, I was like, what do I have? So I've been really investing in myself and being mm -hmm. multifaceted and very dynamic. And I kind of explained to myself, I'm like, you're you're not just a community marketing manager at Bloom Rage. You're a podcast host. You are a content creator. You are a teacher. You are a mentor. You are a leader. You're a curator. You're a consultant. I just listed a ton of words. I don't know if I can cuss here, so I'm trying to keep it PG. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I I do so many different things, and that's actually given me more purpose than any one role, I think, could. And that was like the unlock for me. So when you think of Elena, I want you to think of like good vibes, positive energy, a marketing strategist, a community builder, a host, um, someone who can bring the energy. And ultimately, like if any one of those vibes with what you need and what we could collaborate on, like you've got options when you work with me. So I, I kind of like that about it now. Yeah, that's so smart. And I think for anybody who's listening, you might think that you are just one person. You are not your job. You yes. Know, a lot of talent. So recognize those. Maybe you're not the person who wants to get in front of the camera, but maybe you're a person who is really good at relating to people. And everyone, I think, should think of themselves as a leader because you totally. never know how your words, your actions are going to influence people. So, yeah. You never know who's watching, too. And it's ultimately no. like how you show up in different spaces, mm -hmm. like holding yourself with integrity. Like I met you however many years ago with Social Media Charlotte. Yeah. And I think I did a class on. I can't even remember what the class was, to be honest, but um, just kind of like, you know, showing up as my best self then. And then we ended up reconnecting three years later at the reciprocity mm -hmm. circles mm -hmm. and just kind of like maintaining the same consistent energy when people meet you is so important. And then you start to build relationships and then you figure out like what it is right. that they're working on and what it is that you can help with. Exactly. And I think that that's how I've been able to build my network here in Charlotte, which is great. 
Yeah. I feel like proud of that. Yeah, and you should be. It's not just about one or two events. It's really about, you have to think about how long am I going to know these people? And, you know, honestly, when I started this podcast, it was kind of selfish because I just wanted to talk to people I hadn't talked to in a long time. And I really right. done great work together, like with Sears. We had 330,000 associates. I don't know how many stores, but we launched the first intranet and it was just really exciting. You know, so it gave me an opportunity to go back and, and catch up with these folks. And those right. relationships, they last forever, folks. So, yeah, stick with it. So my question for you is, what do you think is going to happen in 2024 with marketing? you have any predictions? Oh, in terms of predictions, I don't think AI is going away anytime soon. I think that's so, a safe one, Elena. Yeah, that's pretty I safe. Know, <laughs> I know. That's an easy one. A drop in the yeah. bucket. But... Um, I think that teams are going to lean more into it. And I've even heard yeah. examples of like even schools leaning into it, like not oh, yeah, don't ignore sure. that it's there and don't ignore that it's a resource that can help you. But right. like, how do we learn how to optimize it? How do we learn how to use it to our benefit? Um, I you and I had talked about the fact that I'm moderating a panel coming up talking mm -hmm. about retail um, experiential retail, essentially, or like creating experiences that people can kind of grab onto. I think. Brands are leaning into that more and more now than ever, just because, you know, the rise of content creators and right. influencers kind of being the drivers of customer acquisition, mm -hmm. like people are listening to people, not brands. So when I think about how marketing is shifting, it's like it's human to human marketing that's going to win. So that's why I'm always leaning into um, elevating the personal brands of the people in our community. And elevating our exec team and their personal brands to talk with the other personal brands that work within the organization. Right. Because I think at the end of the day, like no one wants to feel sold to. So I think we're going to lean more into the human to human connection and personal experiences and personal branding and kind of understanding like you're relating to me, not necessarily to Bloomreach, but you're, you're relating to me as a, an executive, me as a salesperson mm -hmm. and driving that home. So those were a couple things that I think we might see a shift in. Um, and like we talked about, just the growth that comes from connecting human to human and, and leveraging your personal brand. Um, and then I'm trying to think of like anything else, but I feel like those are pretty three, sol three solid predictions. I think to marketing, I think people are going to lean more into creators and like in-house creators um, instead of just maybe marketing teams that are kind of helping create blanket blanket things. Um, so if you find any Gen Zers or anybody that's willing to help you create authentically for your brand, I think that'll be an interesting shift that we'll see. Um, and then I think video is just going to continue to rise. So I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you saw it, but H&R Block has a reality series. It's about dating and uh, <clears throat> I guess all the challenges. And one of the big challenges is taxes, which is totally off brand. You know, it's these, but you know, it's really awesome. They hired these filmmakers and screenwriters. And so, yeah, you don't have to do in-house. You can do something completely different and fun. I love so. that they're thinking outside the box because A, yes, dating is atrocious out here. I yeah. guess. <laughs> um, and B, it's like you have to be, yeah, you have to be cre more creative than you've ever been before. You've you got to give people an experience that they will remember mm -hmm. or else you will be forgotten about. So I think that's where the the wheels are turning for marketers. It's like, how can I stand out amongst the millions of messages mm -hmm. that these people are scrolling past a day? I mean, like our attention spans are like next to none. 
And I'm guilty of it. Like, I, if it doesn't capture my attention within the first few seconds, I'm like, I'm out of here. Like, how, what what can I take from this? So I always put myself in the consumer shoes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, would I care about this? Would I engage with this? Because mm-hmm. I don't think so. And that, I think, makes me a better marketer in turn. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, this has been a great conversation. I mean, we could yeah. keep going and going, but... Uh, I ask each one of my guests to give us a word of the day. So kind of recapping what we've talked about. We've talked about so many different things. We talked about how to drive magical and measurable digital experiences. We talked about your transition and growth and evolution that keeps going and going with your personal brand. And we talked about consumer experience marketing. My goodness. (laughs) I know. I'm like, how can I just pick one word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Let me think. This is like hardly a word. I'm like just thinking about, um, I I think one of my words, my word for this year is sustainability. I want to like be able to like sustain all of these efforts that I have going. But my summary from last year, which I think will help some people maybe listening is like, do it anyway. Um, If you're thinking about starting your personal brand or if you're thinking about asking for the raise, Mm -hmm. if you're thinking about, um, taking that next step, starting your own business, marketing yourself in a different way, whatever. Um, but fear is holding you back. Don't let it like do it anyway. Um, I think that that's something that I had to lean into last year and it like allowed my career to skyrocket. So that's something I always keep in mind. I like almost want to get it tattooed on. (laughs) Um, but I think it drives me forward. And I think a lot of times, like I say, I get paralysis analysis. And awesome. yeah, terrified of making the wrong step. Yeah, but I we've got to just put that to the side and just like keep moving mm-hmm. forward. Who cares if it's cringe? Like, we just got to go for it. So, yeah, um, exactly. Take chances and you'll stand out. <laughs> that was a long word and a long well, explanation, th- but that's, that's okay. My- I think you know it's kind of, it's a great call to action. And for anyone who's listening, just think about it. You know, one thing you can look at too is what happens if you don't. You know, so just go ahead and try it anyway. And what I found for myself is sometimes I'll try things and it's not it's like I think I'm going to go like I'm going to go to Charleston and no, I'm really in Vegas. You know, you just never know where life is going to lead you, but you have to get started. You have to start. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. So where can people find you online, Elena? I would recommend connecting with me on LinkedIn since this is okay. a professional podcast. I talk a lot about marketing, social media, brand strategy, community building. So mm-hmm. if that's your jam, connect with me there. And I also am on Instagram. My handle is Queen City with three Ys dot E. And I talk a lot about Charlotte specifically. I haven't yet turned that into like a workspace, but I do talk about some of the stuff that I'm involved in from a professional standpoint there too. Um, TikTok might be a little too, you know, too off the beaten path for this one. Um, you can find me on all the socials pretty much. Um, and I would say like, I, you know, I love to talk strategy. I love to talk brand. Mm-hmm. I love to talk marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I do a lot of different things, including teach, including consult. So if that's of interest and 10 years of experience in the brand marketing world sounds good to you, like, let me know, let's collab and we can take it from there. That sounds great. Well, thank you so much, Elena. It's wonderful having you here and uh, look for the links to connect with Elena in the podcast description. And this is it for now for this episode. Barbara Rosgoni, Growing Social Now, brought to you by West Media. Thanks for tuning in and subscribe wherever you like to listen to your podcasts.